Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed with your responsibilities, and it seems like you'll never get it all done? Well, you're not alone. We all need to remember to use our superpowers, the ones we already have but don't use all the time and take advice and wisdom from one another. Towards the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to keep on being the well woman you are. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. The Well Woman Show is sponsored by Better Money Decisions, headed by two awesome women, Kate and Lorraine, who put your interests first when it comes to your money. They make sure your plan and your investments are tailored just for you. No financial jargon, no Wall Street double talk. Go to bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman to get their new book for free. Today's topic is how to use your desires and values to make decisions. And hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to recognize that your intuition is a better guide than anyone's advice. You'll have the knowledge and power to make the right decisions about your life and family and help is often closer than you think. My guest today is Sunit Suchdev. Sunit is the founder of Modern Twin Mom and Modern Mommy Prep School which is a parenting blog providing advice to new moms about how to have balance in parenting and life and how to prepare for motherhood. Modern Mommy Prep School is a mother prep course aimed at helping new moms to prepare for parenthood in the modern world. In this episode, Sunit and I talk about the importance of having curiosity rather than taking everything as truth when it comes to advice, why it's important to prepare ahead of time when you're thinking about having kids or making decisions about any huge life change, and how your internal values are probably the best guide you can find. The free giveaway today is Sunit's free five pillars of motherhood. And this is a really cool giveaway because it lists topics and walks you through them that you wouldn't necessarily uh, imagine that would affect motherhood. Now to my interview with Sunit. I'm speaking with Sunit Suchdev today on the program. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you on. And I want to start by having you share with our listeners, what are you working on and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? Oh, gosh. Um, well, my my biggest project, I guess, is uh, Modern Mommy Prep School, which is a combination of things that are meant to inspire and prepare women better for motherhood so that they don't end up losing themselves, drowning in overwhelm, um, and, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing these days with, with moms and new moms. So I, I have a podcast, 
I've got a course uh, that's coming out any day now. Uh, got a couple books that I'm working on, and then my my biggest thing is my one-on-one coaching that I do with with new and expecting moms. So oh, that's okay. kind of my my I guess hope for the world is that we can start changing that conversation around motherhood and having women who feel like they're more prepared and um, really holding on to themselves. I want moms to take their power back. So that uh, it's all kind of stemmed from my desire to do that. Okay. And we'll definitely link to your podcast and your different information in the show notes. But um, I want to ask you a bit more about your work with moms. And so what is the challenge that moms are facing right now? And and is it different now than a, a couple decades ago? Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah, I think it is different. I think, you know, um, first of all, the, I think that the number one thing is that we have lost that village mentality as, as women, as moms. And there's so many things that have caused that, I think. But, you know, we don't have the support that we used to have. We don't have the... Um, the networks, the physical networks that we used to have. So I think that's a big part of it. And a lot of women end up feeling isolated. Um, And I think that another thing that adds to that is just lack of preparation. You know, there's, there's so much more now to be prepared for as a mother than there was 10, 20, 30 years ago. I don't think women then were, you know, prepared for motherhood any better than they are now, but the pressures on us are different now. So that lack of preparedness ends up kind of manifesting these feelings of overwhelm and guilt and anxiety and, you know, postpartum depression is on, you know, at epidemic levels. Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination of things, but I think the biggest thing is just that lack of support that we used to have coupled with the fact that women are not adequately prepared for what motherhood really brings. And, you know, they're kind of preparing for the wrong things and then the baby comes and they're, they're in like survival mode. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just, uh, trying to, like you say, just trying to survive. So I I think that a lot of the changes that have occurred and and the challenges that moms face now are in part due to the changing uh, landscape of the workplace and the the fact that obviously more moms are working while they're pregnant and going back to work. Um, Do you mostly are you are most is your community mostly working like moms that go to a job or or stay-at-home moms, or how does that break up? Yeah, I would say, and I, I would say I completely agree with you. You know, nowadays, it's like you kind of have to work. Most moms have to work. So um, I would say that the women that come to me typically are also the women who do have a job. So they have something else, a job, a business, a career that they know they need to stay on top of. Uh, so they kind of feel more compelled to be better prepared so that they don't, you know, they're looking all around and they're going, oh my gosh, you know, such and such a person I know has kind of succumbed to postpartum depression or overwhelm or, you know, she's not enjoying motherhood and she wasn't able to go back to work and I, I can't afford to do that. So I need to be better prepared. So typically, yeah, the nature of what I do, I think appeals more to the woman that has 
an established lifestyle outside of having kids that she knows she can't really afford to lose, whether that's, you know, her job, her business, um, whatever it is, maybe she's, you know, farther along in life and has this established lifestyle she doesn't want to give up. So, um, yeah, that's typically the type of woman I'm attracting. Yeah, I can imagine. And so is part of your consulting while they're pregnant in how to plan for like maternity leave and if they, you know, whether they get paid maternity leave or if they have to save up to take more time off? Is that kind of what you do as well? So those practical tips and tricks often are covered on the podcast. My one-on-one consulting is usually more along the lines of the mindset preparedness. So, you know, I focus on this, something that I call the five pillars of motherhood and the pillars are the self, uh, the partner, the relationship that you're in, and then the past, the present, and the future. So I work with women on really digging deep at each of on each of those pillars. So having a job or having a career would fall under yourself. That's something that is important to you that you want to maintain after having kids. And then we kind of do a deep dive into all of the little things that she's going to need to put in place now so that she can go back to that job. And, um, you know, like I said, I mentioned the more practical stuff. Um, we talk about those kinds of things. I've, you know, I've had negotiating experts on my podcast as guests who talk about negotiating your maternity leave and all that business related stuff that we cover. But, um, once we kind of map out this blueprint of these five pillars of all the things that matter to you in your life and your, you know, your family life. Now she can walk away with something that's like, okay, these are the things that are important to me. These are the things I now need to kind of go further and figure out how I'm going to navigate through them. And that, that applies to every single pillar. So I go through every single one of those Mm -hmm. pillars with them and we do a real deep dive and, uh, and make sure that it's um, tailored to her because I think that's another problem these days with moms. There's this like comparing and this mommy guilt and all this stuff that happens amongst women. But if we just would focus on really what our values are and what's important to us, whether we want to go back to work or not go back to work, once you sort through all that stuff and you can prepare and read the proper books and talk to the right experts and who are going to, you know, that are going to help you specifically with whatever your values and goals are for yourself and for your family. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of preparing for motherhood is just so fascinating to me because it's such (laughs) a difficult thing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I'm really interested, obviously some of the practical things are, are, are good and necessary. Uh, but when it gets to the mindset stuff and just the, the all encompassing complete, you know, change and shock and surprise of motherhood and joy and everything else, but it it can be really, uh, surprising and, and difficult and a challenge. And so how, you know, how can women prepare for that? Or is it inevitably something that we can't really prepare for and that we just have to work through? Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, you know, I had twins and this, this whole business kind of stemmed from me feeling like I was very prepared and you can't be prepared for every single little thing that's going to happen. And that's, you know, and that's not ever what I say. It's more like expect the unexpected, but 
I think when we get pregnant, you're so excited about being pregnant. You're, you are preparing. Women are reading parenting books. They're, you know, looking through Pinterest for nursery ideas. They're buying baby clothes. They're registering for baby shower. They are doing certain things to prepare, but I think it's the wrong things. Those are not the things that are going to serve you five, 10, 15 years down the road. Mm -hmm. I think when you sit down and like I said, um, you know, working through that blueprint of those pillars of motherhood, the things that are going to inevitably come up, um, that's when you can really go, okay, these are my values or our values. This is kind of what's what our life's for, for, for instance, I'll give you just a small example, but let's say there's a woman who, you know, for her, um, having, you know, going, being able to go back to work or being able to maintain some semblance of, you know, having a life or having time to herself, that's important to her. So I always say, okay, so that means you're going to need time to yourself. How are you going to prepare to have that right now? You can talk to your husband, make sure that's set up ahead of time. You can set up your village ahead of time. You can look at sleep training to make sure that your child is, you know, going to be sleeping at certain times of the day. So you have that time to yourself. So these are all the things that once you figure out what's important to you, now you can map out what your parenthood could look like. Um, whereas many women will not think about something like sleep training until they're exhausted and they realize that they don't have anything in place. And now they're calling a sleep consultant to help them, you know, get their baby sleeping. So that's just a small example. But again, you cannot prepare for everything. But when you do have this kind of idea of the things that are important to you in your life and in your family, and you have an idea of what kind of children you want to raise and, you know, what's important to your husband, if you're married, then you can kind of go start at the end and work backwards. Then you're walking into motherhood, feeling more confident that you have an idea of how you want to approach it. Things may not always go according to plan. I mean, they sure didn't for me. There was a lot of things that happened, you know, right around the time my babies were born that threw me off. But when you have like, it's like railroad tracks, right? Like when the train goes off the tracks, it's got something to come back to. Whereas if you have nothing, then you're just kind of drifting. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I often talk about that, you know, um, Michael Hyatt wrote this great book called living forward. It talks about having a life plan. And if you kind of have an idea of where you want to end up then you can work backwards and have steps on how you're going to get there, life happens. Things are going to happen that, are not going to be according to plan. But when you have a plan, you have something you can come back to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that sort of reminds me of the the idea of a birth plan, right? A lot of women are encouraged to have a birth plan so that they have an idea of what's going to happen during the birthing process. And then, of course, there's always the thing of the, it never goes to plan. So yeah. you have you have to have a plan that you're willing to like throw out, you know? Exactly. I mean, you know, we plan for everything in life. And I always kind of like in having babies to starting a business. Uh, a lot of people treat their business like a baby. And um, they're probably two of the scariest, riskiest things you'll ever do, right? Have a baby or start a business. But yet they can both be so rewarding. So, you know, you wouldn't start anything big in life without a plan. Like you wouldn't start a business without a plan. So, um, you know, to me, a plan isn't like a A, B, C, D. It's more like, again, that mindset shift of, you know, really understanding how a baby affects your life. It's, you know, the, the nursery and the baby names and all that other stuff you're preparing for. That's just going to be a fleeting moment. Once the baby comes, that stuff's not going to matter anymore. Now you're in charge of raising this human being for the next 20 years 
those are the really important things to think about. And, um, you know, I often say to women, look around you there, you've got tons of moms around you who are telling you what they're, um, you know, what they're struggling with or what they've had successes with. You know, we hear over and over, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed. Talk to those women and and find out what they're exhausted with and, and, you know, use the people around you who are preparing you and telling you what to be prepared for and really listen to them. You know, I always laugh when, when women say, I'm, you know, I, I'm so tired or my baby's not sleeping. And I'm thinking you must have heard a thousand times that babies do, do not sleep. You know, they're not born knowing how to sleep. So let's, those are the kinds of things when we hear people saying that stuff, it's like really take that stuff to heart and figure out how you are going to, intercept that and incorporate that into your life. Um, and that'll help make you feel, you know, better prepared and better equipped, I think. Mm. Okay. But what about the, uh, the idea that there's sometimes too much advice and it it becomes Mm -hmm. overwhelming with all the stuff that people try to tell you, because, you know, as soon as someone knows you're pregnant, it's like, they just want to tell you everything, how to do it, what to do. And yeah. so what, what's your take on that? Yeah. I, and I completely agree with you. So this is where there's a difference between watching people and asking questions and taking advice. So I always say to women, take your power back, you know, innately inside you, what kind of mother you want to be, what kind of parent you want to be, what kind of children you want to raise, what your goals are for the future. When you know that, then like, what, for instance, what I would do was, you know, when somebody's complaining to me of their child not sleeping or whatever, I take that as a, I don't want advice from that person, but I take it and I put it away thinking, okay, this is something I need to anticipate. And when somebody's got a really well-behaved child, I go and ask them what they are doing with their child. So I actually discourage women from taking advice from anybody. Everybody has advice. We need to take our power back. And I don't care if you're, you know, somebody's a, a medical professional is giving you advice. You know, everybody has advice. Everybody has something they're telling you, but you are smart enough. You know in your gut what kind of kids you want to raise. So I would say stay away from the advice, but be very uh, generous with your curiosity, your questions, your tucking away of you know information for later, and use once again your own, I guess, hopes and mm. desires and values and what you want for yourself in your life. Uh, use that to guide the decisions that you make. So yeah. that, that's that would be the differentiating factor between I, you know taking advice and you know asking questions and being curious. Yes, and I, that to your advantage. Right, I love that because that really t- does take your power back to you're asking the questions, you're being curious instead of just being this like receptacle for everybody else's opinion. And yeah. uh, I think, and I say this a lot, so I'm going to say it again. Um, what people say is about them, not you. And so when someone's giving you quote unquote advice or judging something that you're doing, it's really, you know, their words and their actions are about them and their, you know, their issues or their limitations or their experience. And so when we stand in our power and we don't take that on, 
we do a lot better. And when we're, we're asking the questions, like you're saying, we're the ones that are curious, then we stand in our power a little better. Exactly. And I have to say, this is where that whole, like, you know, the mommy judging and the mommy shaming and the, all this stuff, that's where this comes in. And I always say to moms, you don't want to be a part of that um, society where you are putting judgments on others, nor should others be putting judgments on you because our judgments are coming from our personal experience. So I don't, you know, I mean, of course, I, I, I always want to give people advice, right? I always want to say, well, you should do this with your kids or you should do it. But you know what? Your kids, your family is not like my family. Your hopes and dreams for your children are not the same as my hopes and dreams. So what worked for me worked for me because this fell in line with what was important to me and my husband and my, and my life. And everyone needs to own what's important to them. So I think once we start doing that, like you said, like, you know, the, the advice versus the being curious and taking our power back, that also, I think really starts to do something to shift all this kind of judgment that's mm-hmm. going on as well. Because as soon as you can take your power back and go, I know what's best for my family. This is what I'm going to do. Now, when you look at somebody else is doing something you wouldn't do, you can kind of go, none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I think it goes both ways. And I, I would really like to see motherhood redefined to be more along these lines as yeah. opposed to what I have been seeing for the last many years. Yeah. Um, you know, too many people worrying about what everyone else is doing. Um, not to mention, gosh, we're already feeling overwhelmed and, you know, struggling with postpartum. The last thing you need is to feel like somebody else has it all together. But I mean, you don't, you know, it's like you worry about you and let others worry about themselves. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, on every show, we have a a free giveaway from the guest. And I'm just wondering, we haven't decided on what it's going to be yet from you. And I'm wondering if it if you have something that talks about the five pillars that you want. I do actually. Oh, perfect. Part of my opt in. So that would be something. It's just a quick checklist of the pillars with a little breakdown um, of each pillar, uh, talking about things to think about things that you should be discussing before the baby comes so that you feel like you have a little bit of an action plan. Um, so that's definitely something that I can provide for, for your listeners. Okay. And I want to talk real quick, just a little bit more about the guilt factor, because, um, it seems like, especially with moms who have a job outside of the house, outside of the home or, you know, a business of their own, um, seems like there's this real difficult balance between, and it, it's never a balance, right? It's always more of a juggle, but mm-hmm. between, you know, when you're with your kids, you're worrying about your work. And when you're with at work, you're worrying about your kids. So, um, what do you have to say about that? You know what, Giovanna, I think this is, this is part of the mindset shift that women need to have. Um, I always say, whatever, you know, whatever your role is as a mom, if you've always wanted to be a mom or you maybe you could be accidentally pregnant, there's a wide spectrum, whatever that is, it doesn't matter. You need something outside of your kids that brings you joy. That is what makes you a better mother. And actually there are studies that show that, that women who have a purpose outside of their kids are happier than moms who feel like their kids are their purpose. So let's just 
you know, get that straight right now. I think every woman should have something, whether it's a job, a hobby, something outside of her children that brings her joy that she can work on. Now, the guilt factor, I think we are in control. You know, again, let's take our power back. We are in control of how we feel. When you're feeling that guilt, I would ask, what's the deeper rooted issue here? Is it guilt because you're feeling bad leaving your kids? Is it guilt because you are not spending enough quality time with them? Is it guilt because you just feel bad that you're pursuing something of your own when you think you should be spending more time with your kids? So there's often more deeper rooted issues of that guilt. Um, It's not just as simple as now I have to go to work. I think the guilt comes from um, feeling like what you should be doing. You know, and again, it's like looking at somebody else or, you know, what's somebody else's ideal. Once you get really set in yourself, your what's what you value, what's important to you. And, you know, like a woman who's who's home with her kids all day and is not fully present and is not fully, you know, in the moment with her children 24 seven, there's no um there's no difference whether she's at home with them or not, right? So I would say when you're with your children, be fully present and throw the guilt out the window. I mean, we need to take care of ourselves as women, as mothers. You cannot show up for your family if you're feeling, you know, unhealthy, unwell, Mm -hmm. not satisfied, not fulfilled. So Throw the guilt away because uh, this is such a cliche, but you got to put your own mask on before caring for others, right? Mm -hmm. So do that and know that if you are not doing that, you are not being your best self for your family. Give your family the gift of the best you and then do whatever it takes to be the best you. And I promise you, once you really come to terms with that, the guilt will slowly start to fade away and your your partner will see it your kids will see it you know be the mom that you want your kids to see and women who you know feel guilty for for going to a job um you know often say maybe you need to reevaluate what you're leaving your kids for if it's a job that you hate or you're in something that you don't love then maybe we need to to relook at what you're doing. But having something outside of your family should be a must and not something that's guilt-inducing. Yeah, I think for for my community, for the well woman community, that most of and, and it's not all moms, but for the the moms in the community that I've spoken with, I think the biggest issue really is not like, oh, I shouldn't have a job or I shouldn't be doing something else. It's more like when I'm at that job, I keep thinking about the kids. And when I'm with the kids, I keep thinking about the job. So it's that whole issue of not being in the moment and not yeah. being not being present with what we're doing in the moment. And that, that seems to be the, a, a really big issue that comes up. So. I think being present in the moment comes from really loving what that moment is bringing you. And when you are doing something that you love, it's much easier to be more mindful. Yeah. You know, so I would encourage women to be more mindful in the moment and really evaluate whether where they are is where they want to be. Yeah. Constantly thinking about, you know, 
you know, what is it about being at home with your kids that's making you think about your job? Is there other pressures? Is there something that, you know, you're not getting done at work that you need to be spending more time on? I mean, really digging deep to those things would be, you know, something that I would say you would need to do because when you're, when you're present and you're in the moment, it's usually because you're doing, you're, you're somewhere that you really want to be. Okay. This is a great segue into our segment called Superpowers for Success. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor. One of the top issues women tell me they struggle with is finances, which is why I want you to call my friends at Better Money Decisions. The company is owned by women, Lorraine L. and Kate Stalter, and they make sure your plan and your investments are tailored just for you. They're fiduciaries and put your interests first. No financial jargon, no Wall Street double talk. Also, they have a gift for Well Woman Show listeners, their free book, Don't Let Your Money Kick the Bucket Before You Do. And it's all about the need to manage your money for a long life expectancy. You can download the entire book at bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman. And you'll also get a free portfolio diagnostic so you can tell if your investments are right for you. Just go to bettermoneydecisions.com slash wellwoman. And I'm speaking with Sunit Suchdev, and she um, inspires and prepares moms for motherhood. And Sunit, I want to ask you a few quick questions. I know we only have a few minutes left. Um, What does success in life mean for you? Success in life for me is just really knowing what my why is, understanding what that is, what my purpose in life is, and then being able to fulfill that. When I can fulfill a dream of mine, a passion of mine, something that I've always wanted to do, that's important to me. That is success for me. Okay. And when did you know you were really good at what you do at at inspiring and preparing moms? You know, my business kind of happened almost accidentally because I did, it's just the way my mind works, but you know, I was having twins and I didn't have a lot of help and I was seeing all these moms around me kind of drowning in overwhelm and I struggled to have my kids. So when I finally got pregnant, I was thinking, oh my God, I worked so hard to have them. I sure hope I'm not going to end up, you know, not enjoying motherhood. So I really went into overdrive and and started kind of preparing ahead of time. And then I ended up having such a great experience and and I, I started a mommy blog and I just found over and over people were asking me the same questions about, you know, how I did certain things with my children or how I got them doing this or how I was doing that or how I was having time to myself. And through that, um, when women come back to me and say, thank you so much, like, I'm so glad that, you know, I talked to you before my baby was born because I felt like everything was so much easier or that's when I really realized like, Hey, this is, this is needed. And this is something. And if somebody has enough foresight, um, and they're thinking ahead enough to know that they do want to be better prepared and they, they do want to change that kind of conversation around motherhood and they're coming to me for that and I can help them with that, then, okay, let's do that. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it all evolved for me and started. Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Oh, gosh. (laughs) What superpower? You know, I think um, strength in the face of adversity. I've always 
you know, ever since I can remember, you know, anytime something kind of came my way that was devastating or difficult, I somehow got through it. And I can remember, you know, all the way back, like I'm 41 now, but all the way back to when I was, you know, 13, 14 years old, I, I went through so many things in kind of different stages of my early life. And I've always been able to just figure it out and work it through, work through it. And I didn't really realize that I had that until, um, you know, until I started this coaching business and noticed so many women who were struggling with some of the same things that I was struggling with. And yet I had kind of come out on the other side and I was like, okay, I can, I can relate to this woman, but now I'm going to, I'm going to coach her and help her come through it on the other side. Like I, like I do. And, um, you know, I always say it's not about whether the glass is half full or half empty. It's what are your expectations? Did you ask for a glass that's half full? (laughs) And if you got one, then you're happy, right? So, you know, knowledge is power. And when your expectations line up with kind of what you know, then then you can kind of get through anything. So it was something, yeah, you know, maintaining that, that strength and overcoming that adversity. Mm. I've just realized it recently that I, that I have that because I have been through so much um, and nothing has really um, kicked me down yet. (laughs) Good. I love that. What advice would you give your 20 or 25 year old self? What advice would I give my 20 or 25 year old self? Um, don't give away your power. You know, I, I, I always thought somebody else could give me what I was looking for. I mean, this business I've got now, I'm, I'm just loving every minute of everything I'm doing and I have no regrets in life, but if I had to pick one, it would be not starting to think that this was something I could do like five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, when I was 20, 25 years old, I always thought I wanted to work for a big corporation and make lots of money and climb the corporate ladder. I always wanted somebody else to kind of tell me what to do. And, and, or I thought I did. And I, and I realized now that I I never really did, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sad that I, I waited this long to kind of really pursue my dreams. Um, but I guess it's all part of the growth process, but yeah, yeah, don't give away your power. You, know, you, nice. you have all the answers inside of you. You just got to search. And Sunny, do you identify as a feminist? Oh gosh, there's a, there's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't like to say I'm a feminist because I do believe that men and women each have their separate kind of, you know, things, strengths and weaknesses in society. But I am an advocate for women. I mean, let's, women cannot do everything men can do and men cannot do everything women can do. So, you know, from that perspective, I would say I'm, I'm not a feminist, but from the perspective of, you know, women being powerful, like I think women are going to run the world. I really do. And, um, from that perspective, uh, you know, I am, I, I think women have more strength mentally and emotionally, um, spiritually than we know, we can create human beings and grow amazing human beings to affect this world. Like we have so much power. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, I am a feminist and I'm going to tell you something. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I was at a conference, at a, um, it's like a summit with Danielle Laporte and Gary Vaynerchuk. And, um, they were giving these really inspiring speeches 
and I can't remember which of them it was. It's probably Danielle Laporte because she's she's quite you know strong on the feminism side. Mm-hmm. She said, if, and the room was ninety percent men. By the way, they were all there to see Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah. And Danielle looked around and she said to men, "If you're ever wondering what to do next in your business, ask yourself what would a woman do, and do that." <laughs> And I really resonated with that because that is where the world is headed. Like the world doesn't need strong, you know, cutthroat women in leadership positions. The world needs women like us who have a soft, feminine, sensitive side who can also be leaders, you know. So from that perspective, I'm rah-rah. Mm. Cool. You know, it's so interesting. I do ask all my guests this question and people have such different um, perceptions of not of how they, not of their viewpoint or their, or where they stand, but of the word feminist. And so it's very interesting because the way I define feminism, which is the way a lot of, you know, a lot of definitions out there uh, are, you know, economic, political, and social equality for men and women. And if you look at that definition, then everybody says, well, of course I'm a feminist. It's just that I think people get scared about the word. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, I've never looked up the definition and I shy away from that word because, you know, there are people that I know who might identify as feminists, but I don't necessarily agree with their viewpoint on things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just... Try not to use that yeah. word too much myself. But yes, when you say it that way, then yes, I'm a feminist. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So w- last question real quick. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Okay. Well, I've always got two books on the go, one business and one parenting. <laughs> so the business book that I'm reading right now is Dotcom Secrets. Oh, yeah. By Russell Brunson. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book, the parenting book I'm reading right now is um, Raising Happiness. Oh, and who wrote that? Uh, Christine Carter. It's mm. 10 simple steps for more joyful kids and happier parents. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, Cindy, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. We'll definitely link to your, uh, your information on the show notes. And uh, I just want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's it for our show today. I've been speaking with Sunit Suchdev. Sunit is the founder of Modern Twin Mom and Modern Mommy Prep School. In this episode, we talk about how your intuition and values are the best guides when it comes to parenting, why it's important to reach out when you need help, but don't take every bit of advice you receive, and why it's important to prepare ahead of time when you're thinking about having children or making decisions about any big life changes. You can get the freebie this week, The Five Pillars of Motherhood, at wellwomanlife.com slash 065 show. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. And I'm super excited to announce that I will be uh, one of the speakers on the virtual ticket for podcast movement this year. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be coming up in August. And also coming up on the show is a special series focused on entrepreneurship and women in business in 
looking at the city that you live in as a supportive place for growing a business. And recently, there was a survey that showed that Albuquerque, New Mexico was number one in terms of uh, the best place for a woman to be growing uh, a business. And uh, it looked at different factors like equal pay and home ownership and education. So we're going to be diving into that topic in the next few episodes. So definitely look out for that. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.